to another podcast episode of Brought to you by Us Versus Poverty. We are glad to be here with you today. And what is Kittiness? Kittiness is a podcast where um, four teens by the teens that they can come on here, express themselves, express how they feel about you know being a t- teenager in this day and age. It is a um, let out resource. It is a conversation. It is, man, what is it? What else is it? It's like everything. It's everything that a teenager is and deals with. That's what kidness is. So this is for them finally. Absolutely. Yes. And we aspire to talk to teens and build off teens who have what we call a millionaire mindset, hence the name Kidinaire. So we have our very own teen in her millionaire mindset. I'll let her introduce herself. My name is Brooklyn Williams. I am the teen of the millionaire mindset. Period. <laughs> okay. And I am your one, your only coach, Jay, um, founder of Us Versus Poverty. And we are so happy to be here with you all today. So how was your week? Because it's cat season. You know well, it's a very season now. Um, it's okay. They, it started today or yesterday. Okay. Well, yeah. anywho. It was, though. We just love to get it. Covid year, period. Okay, shout out to our very own Joe Solo. She turned twenty four yesterday. Two, well, Tuesday. Tuesday. I Tuesday. Yes. Yesterday. Look, yesterday. I, I still did some yesterday. Okay, we 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 lit all week. Exactly. You heard me. Yeah. All week. But how was your week? How was your birthday? It was good. This is. I kept telling everybody like this is like the first like time since I've been in my twenties that I actually feel like. I'm like in my twenties. Like I still been feeling like a teenager, kind of, sort of. Like I'm still like youthful and stuff, but it hit me like the day of my birthday. I was like, oh no, yeah, I'm 24. I think it's because I'm about to be 25 like next year. So I think mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is this is adult. This is real. Then so yeah, I'm in there. So but yeah, it was good. I had so much fun. I'm not gonna party in yet. No man, party hard to get there. And yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was vibes, really. It was chill. It was, it was very genuine and felt like a bunch of abundance and luckiness. Love. Yeah, you got a lot of love. Yes. We love you. We love you so much. This is the most amazing person that I could ever come in contact with. She is such a joy to work with and just a joy to be around. So I am so happy and grateful for you. I will always give you your roses. This is my girl right here. Like she gives me the light that I need to make everything come to fruition. So I really appreciate you. I love you. Um, I love you more. Okay. How was your week? Oh, it was okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it could be better, but I had a good week. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. What was like the best thing that happened to you this week? It don't have to be great, but the best thing that happened to me this week so far. Mm. Getting sleep. Yes. <laughs> Getting sleep. Absolutely. Yes. Big facts. Because baby, rest is resistance. Yes. Okay? We got to rest. We got to rest. And rest can look like so many different things. It's not just sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's learning and making sure that you're taking breaks. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, taking a moment away from like obligations to other people and really just taking care of yourself and your own wellness practices. So I'm glad that you were able to get some rest this week. Yes. Yes. How was your week? 
Man, my week has been crazy, full of ups and downs, like really, really, really big ups though. Um, so a lot of people don't know that I got laid off from my job. Um, and but I obviously I'm taking it as a lesson and an opportunity to continue to grow in my life. You know, I have a lot of opportunities right now to continue to better myself. So I'm taking them, right? God has a moment for me. Uh, he has a, a purpose for me and he is anointing me before he appoints me. So I am ready to be appointed because I have had so many great interviews this week. Um, so I'm really hoping that something pulls through. I've been connecting. I've been connecting to just so many different avenues. And then I've also been working on planning our launch event, which Ooh. we're so, so excited about. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's really a moment for us as a team. You know, all this work that we've been putting in so far, um, me, because this is like my dream, right? Like this is literally what I've been working for these last few months, actually a year to the day. Um, if I think about it, I officially uh, founded Us Versus Poverty on January 22nd of 2022 so it's coming up yeah it's coming up so i'm really really excited um to be here um so we're talking about some real real heavy stuff today um now i don't want to call it heavy but i'm gonna call it real like this is like kind of where us versus poverty came from um and I'll just give you all a little bit of background story about kind of where this came from and how this all started. Um, I've always had this passion of creating some type of entity, whether that be um, a nonprofit or organization, some type of platform um, for me to just be able to give back to my community, Chicago being the home that I come from. And um, when I moved to the city in May of 2022, um, I had experienced, you know, summertime shy, right? Like it's the best time. And to me, I would say the world, like summertime shy is undefeated in any city. It is full of amazing air, amazing opportunities to like join with your community. I like barbecues, hangouts, being at the beach. Um, and particularly the beach this summer was so lit, especially right here on 31st and King Drive. Um, on 32nd and King Drive and um, one particular evening I was hanging out with a friend and we heard like sirens like blaring like obnoxiously down the street like and we obviously being who we are out we looked out the window I have a balcony so we went on the balcony to see what was going on and when we got out there all you saw was like maybe five or six police cars trying to push a crowd of people down King Drive or down 32nd Street. And we didn't know, obviously we didn't know the makeup of those people from that view, but you knew that the police were just being obnoxious in their way of trying to get these people away from the beach. And at that moment, I think it was probably like maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night at that point. So the beach had closed. And once they got them up to 32nd Street, they they turned left and they started coming up King Drive. And when they got to King Drive, they came to my apartment complex. And when they got to like this area, the police just drove off, right? I felt like they figured, well, they're going somewhere so as long as they're not on the street. Yeah. And next thing you know, the teenagers somehow got into the lobby of our apartment complex. And there were just like people down there who were kind of like just screaming at them, telling them to get out. 
And then they like because the people they, I mean they weren't doing anything. I think at that point they were really just looking for somewhere to go. Yeah. Right. Like so they left out the building. They went into the parking lot. We they had literally just repaved the parking lot, so it was like fresh gravel. It was like the, the lights were on, so they started having a party in the parking lot. Yeah. Like they was lit. When I, tell you, like, I mean, it sounded lit. I mean, it looked lit. They was lit. To be honest, but at the same time, they were just looking. They didn't have nowhere else to go, yeah. and it was very evident. Um, and, it, and it was just like at that point, they felt like they were becoming destructive, which they kind of were at one point because they started just to jump on people's cars, oh, yeah. and they were dancing on the cars, and you know, just being kind of loud. And you know, I just felt like it was a summertime, so there's some excuse, but there's no excuse for that type of behavior. Um, I think that them walking around was one thing, but being on people's property is another. Um, so that part I didn't particularly like. But after that, we got a message as residents of this apartment complex that there was going to be a safety meeting um, to talk about, one, there was a shooting um, in the area not too far long before that incident. And then there was um, a few other things going on with the parking lots. And for me... I knew that because of what I experienced that night and because I knew that there were other people in this complex who experienced that as well, they were not going to be there to, they were going to be there to blame the teenagers or even just like ridicule them and tear them down and, you know, just completely put the blame on them. And that's, unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. So I took it upon myself. I knew that somebody needed to be there to advocate for them because at the end of the day, they don't have anywhere else to go, mm-hmm. you know? So I went to the meeting, you know, of course they brought up, there was like the alderman was there. Um, there were like a few police officials that were there. Caps was there. Um, and obviously the residents of the community. And it first started off talking about the shooting. And then they started to talk about, you know, this whole incident with the teenagers and people were talking about these children as if they were animals. You know, mm-hmm. saying like they're wild, they're out of hand, and while that may be so, they're also still children. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as adults, I think we also have to take responsibility for that. You know, in some sense, because it is our responsibility to make sure that they are have and do what we need them to do in this space. And if they're not, you know, getting what they need, then it's our fault. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it they are the children in this case. Mm-hmm. So. Me being me, I was like, hey, I understand that that y'all feel like this is, you know, a result, but it's always a cause and effect. The cause is that they don't have anywhere to go. So not only that, but treating them that way and just like forcing them off the street in that manner was not the best way. So of course, they're just going to gravitate to the closest hole that they can get into. And that was this apartment complex. And then the parking lot. And then somehow they ended up back towards the beach. Mm-hmm. So basically all this to say, like, there ended up being an article published in Black Club Chicago um, that I didn't even know about until, like, months later that recognized me um, saying that, like, there needed to be, one, a more humane way of dealing with these teenagers and also that they needed more things to do. Like, there needs to be more local activities, whether that be at the beach, whether that be in the community, mm-hmm. because... If there's this curfew that's happening from Thursday to Saturday night, the kids got to go in the house, but the parents are at home. Mm-hmm. So what's the kids going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not cool. Like, they still need to be able to have fun. They still need to be able to have that outlet. Because granted, yes, they can be in the house, but at the same time, it's like they're not being constructive or they're getting into other mess. Mm-hmm. And which would you rather have? 
So I just think about it that way. Um, but based off of that, I think that's kind of where this whole conversation is going into about where's the fun for teenagers in the city. Um, I think about we had a conversation not too long ago about how um, it's not fun anymore. Right, there isn't any activities for teenagers. I think about our childhood. We were able to go to the movies. We were able to go to the mall. The kids can't do that anymore. And it's like, while it's not all teenagers, it's some teenagers, and the ones who aren't doing these things are, you know, dealing with the consequences of all teenagers. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as a teenager, like, how would you say these policies and these restrictions as a teenager make you feel in your hometown? Yeah, it feels like a jail cell because you already go to school and that may feel like a jail cell. Depending on what school you go to, but for yeah. me, I feel like school is a jail cell. But when you like try to go outside just with your friends, like it feels as if you can't even be yourself, you can't have fun or nothing. So it feels like you're trapped on behalf of the city, but not a parent. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Wow, so like your parents were like obviously letting you go, but because the city said, no, nah, you can't do this, it just made you seem like you're not welcome. Yeah. You just feel othered in your own, you know, in your own hometown. That was good. Um, like, how, how would you compare your upbringing to this situation now? It was free. It wasn't, I wouldn't say free, but it wasn't rules to it though. Like, we could still be out, go to the movies by ourselves, go to the mall by ourselves. Like, we didn't have to have an adult. Like, you'll be like, okay, I'm up here and jump us off. Meet us where we meet us, go to the movies, jump you off, go to the mall, jump you off. But it wasn't never like, and we didn't have curfews either, unless your parents gave you a curfew. Right. And then, like, okay, get in the house. But, right. like Brooklyn said, it wasn't the city, like, basically raising us. It was our parents raising us. So, it was it was more free. It felt like, it felt like you could actually go out and do things and not be like, oh, we gotta look up and see if we can even go to this place, or we gotta see, we gotta call them and see if it's rules. Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta call them and see if our parents gotta be with us. Like, and who wanna be with their parents? As a teenager, when you're out, like, you wanna be around your parents all the time. So when you go out with your friends, that's your time to be free and be more you. Like, and you know, just have a good time. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Like, mm-hmm. like jail. Like what they say, it wasn't jail. Yeah. I mean, like you got yard time yeah. from this to this, and after this, you got to be behind bars. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. It's not cool because it creates that complex. Like, you know, you want to talk about the jail system. We are the jail system now. Mm-hmm. You get a That's certain true. amount of hours in light. You get a certain amount of hours in school. You get a certain of this meal, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I'm true. saying? Like, they have now just made this entire city feel like I can't be who I want to be and do the mm-hmm. things that I want to do. But it's like, okay. I think another difference is it, it, it's obviously the behavior, right? We cannot yeah. ignore the behavior, the differences in the behavior. The one thing that I felt like in, when I was being raised, it was like, one, we knew not to act out when we went out because if, our, well, I guess you would say, like, if, if we got in trouble when we were out and you found, and our parents found out, you weren't going out no more. Not going out anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, and I don't know, like, I can't say that that's not happening now, but at the same time, maybe it's not happening enough. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, how what, how are parents having these conversations with children? Like, okay, you can go out, 
but you gotta be you gotta do this, you gotta make sure you come back in one piece. You know, what rules are they giving these teenagers as they go out into the world to be like, Okay, you need to act a certain way. Now, do you feel like somebody like I, I was just gonna say this, like do you think that them giving them the rules will make a difference? Because once you know it's like peer pressure, when you get around your friends, you want to you gonna yeah. do what you want to do. But like, I feel like having that set of principles. Like, if your mom tells you, okay, you can go out, but don't be acting out. Like, do you think that you would heed that more than your friends necessarily? Mm, yeah, because at the end of the day, like. It's all about respect, I guess. And for me personally, my mom has not really had rules as to going out as well. You know, be respectful of your surroundings, respectful of who you are, and just be be you. Don't you know? Act out. I mean, of course, I'm gonna be a different person. I guess when I go out with my friends, but I'm not gonna act out because for me, it's just like. There's no reason to I'm just out with my friends and we having fun. But as for other kids, you know, it just really depends on the parenting, like going on in the house or what kind of household you're in. Because for me, it's not like my mom has never been strict on going out. Just you know, just be be who you are, basically. And I feel like for teens that go out all the time or may like disobey their guardian, their parents have more strict rules because of like their experience going outside. So I feel like it really depends on the parenting, but it also is like if you don't want your mom or your dad or your guardian to be strict, at least like have some respect for your parents. Yeah. I agree with that. And also, like, having respect for yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, understanding the consequences of your actions, you know, like, the thing is, if you get caught, it's not, I don't even know, I don't want to say it's, if you get caught, how do you want to be perceived? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you out here dancing on cars because you think it makes you look cool, do it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you look like, you don't care and if like or you know I don't know like I don't want to say how it would make somebody feel because I've never done it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying maybe for them that's fun yeah that's you know fun what I'm saying too. like yeah. that because then you guys will mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. I thought is that when that started low key like cause I don't remember nah, people dancing on cars so like I was gonna say the girl really really start like having girls dancing on cars nah they been dancing on cars Mm-hmm. Or like at the red lights, like they mm-hmm. have out the cars, and they now that is just all another level. I get parking and doing it, but at the red light, yeah, the red I mean, lights. Because the thing the, is, I can't even blame them for that. Because I've done it. I've yeah, done it. I, done it too. I, done it too. I, I can't be mad at the adults do it too. Yeah, exactly. So sure. that's not the issue. So what's yeah. the issue then? Exactly. Exactly. Cause I feel like we adults can be just as poor as teenagers. It's just that we more privilege. That is so true. we can definitely act more out than teenagers do. I don't know if it's just because it. I, I don't know. It, I feel like it's just really. It's basically all about how the world perceives teenagers, mm-hmm. or how not even the world, or how like the media like puts this thing on teenagers that they're just like. 
I think that's that, what that's like reckless, like little rock stars. Like yeah. that's what they like yeah. kind of put mm-hmm. them as. So and everybody takes that and they just run with it. Yeah, yeah. because the yeah. they don't care. Oh yeah, they don't. The teenagers don't care. They're still going to do what they want yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like people in media saying like, "Oh, that's reckless." That's this, and they mm-hmm. like. I mean, I'm just having fun. That's it, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, like you said, if it was adults, would it be the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be that bad of an issue? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, but because it's teenagers, it's like, oh, they need to be in the house. They need to be, mm-hmm. you know. I remember one person in the meeting was like, oh, they need to go get a job. I mean, okay. Why would you, you should, as a kid, my mama always told me your job is to go to school. You want to get a job? 18 older, you know, not 18, 19, 20, like, go do your thing. Yeah. I feel like as a job as a teenager, like, and of course, shout out to school matters and the park district and stuff, like, them still, like, stuck with parent teenagers, like, them not, like, real jobs. They're, like, jobs that teenagers get to, like, you know, help us with, you know, growing skills, right. but a right. real job, like, yeah. working in real places, like, yeah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And half the time, like, they can, granted, some people are getting jobs to help their families, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But does that mean that they they don't deserve to they still have fun? Because I'm pretty sure when they're not at work, they dancing on the street. Right, they outside in front of Okay, mm-hmm. still doing what they need to yeah. do. So it's like, where is the place where they can go? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where are the spaces that teenagers can go? No judgment, no restrictions. They can be themselves. They can dance. They can laugh. They can hang out and just be themselves. And it's yeah. like the city has taken those things away from them. Yeah, that's true. Until now. Until now. Until now. Until now. Until here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Speaking for me. Speaking. Speaking. You're speaking it into existence. Yeah. Like we. That's 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 again the purpose of us versus Harvey, right? Because we want to create these safe and structured places where teenagers can go. To, to have fun and to be themselves. And granted, we're going to, I want to say we're going to hold them to a standard, you know what I'm saying? But they're going to, we're going to ask them to respect the space because we're going to, the space is going to respect them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're not going to expect anything of you but to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you respect that, then you will respect the space. That's true. Because you're going to want to continue to have that space available to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say I'm ever taking away because that's not something that I want to do. But I think about it like it's with anything. Like I think about the Whole Foods that they took away. They took it away maybe for God knows whatever reason. But I feel like one person told me they took it away because they didn't know how to utilize it correctly. Or they like the, the, the customer service was bad or whatever you want to call it. But it's just like if you really want a space to work, you're going to like foster. You're going to pour into it. You're going to you know, be grateful for it and try to like pour positivity into it. And those who it's for, it's for. And if it's not, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that want to be there will be there. I think about it that way. It doesn't have to be penalized for everybody. Exactly. No. Like I'm not going to take it away because certain people don't know how to act because there are people who do. They do. And want that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and half the time it'll make them accountable for it. It will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, have you ever had a situation where, you know, you had to correct a friend, or mm-hmm. like be like, okay, bro, like you tweaking, like I need you to chill out, or like, do you see what you're doing right now? Do you feel like that's your place to do that? Mm-hmm. Not, no, no, 
Mm-hmm. As far as like, as far as like when I turned maybe thirteen, I never really had friends that quote unquote do the most. But I mean, it's all about people's personalities. I mean, when I guess like a lot of people say who you are is who you hang around, and I have real like chill friends. Mm-hmm. I don't really have no like, oh, we can go to this party lit. I mean, going out and partying is cool, but me personally, I just feel like, no, I haven't really had to check out of my friends. Mm-hmm. But would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're making music, then like, or mm-hmm. if they're my friends, then I feel like they're, especially when it's not even who you are. Like, if you know you be chill and you was acting different around yeah. people because somebody was doing it, then yes. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you doing it because somebody is doing it. But what would you do? Yeah, yeah. that's a good so, mm, Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I feel you because at the same time, you gotta let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like if you're making me look bad, gotcha. I got I can't deal with that because you know they always say birds and feathers flock together. Yeah. So if if you flocking. I'm fleeing because I'm not dealing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal with that because it's just like, I know how I want to be perceived. You know what I'm saying? I know how that looks. And not that, it. I don't know, I want to balance like caring what people think about me, yeah. but also more so caring how I look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about really what people think of me, but I know how I want to be perceived. Yeah. And if y'all doing things that, you know, make me look bad, then one, I'm going to get, as a friend, I'm going to first tell you like, okay, look, you cool, you my friend, but sometimes what you're doing makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Taking accountability for the actions and how you feel. Because you're not telling them what they're doing is wrong. You're just telling them, like, this is how it's making me feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then as your friend, they're going to take that and either internalize it and be like, okay, well, let me think about actually what she's telling me. And maybe, maybe I do need to kind of change my behavior or... Or it could be like, well, she's just doing too much, and I'm going to just be me, and this is who I am. And if that is who you are, that's who you are. Right. But as the friend, you have the choice to be like, if that's how you go, I, I don't have to be friends with you. Yeah. Because I know that there are other friends. I can always find more people. You know what I'm saying? Because, unfortunately, we have to realize, whew, I'm going to say this, but I, I really feel it wholeheartedly. The friends that you got today is not going to be the friends you got when you grow. Thanks. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? I have lost so many friends yes. from my childhood to now and even in my child and my adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Like because of just how people act mm-hmm. and knowing that that is not how I want it. like that's like how people treat you and how they act around other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you acted in a way that don't put you in a good light and I'm associated with that it's going to make me look at you differently. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, you're making me look bad. And I don't like to look bad. I look good. Here, here. Did y'all, did y'all peep the hair? You see the hair, y'all? She's flowing. She's healthy. She's beautiful. Come girl. Come girl. Okay? Like, so I look good. And I want to I wanna keep that that repertoire. What is that repertoire? What is it? That reputation. Thank you. Um, Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to build something. And if you ain't got a vision, if you ain't got a passion, if you ain't got something that you're trying to build, that's up to you. But I do. 
You feel me? So I have to be very meticulous about who I bring in my circle. And even more so, even if I don't have something to build, I'm bring, I'm being meticulous about who I'm giving my energy to. Because not everybody deserves that. Um, so, like, just kind of back to the conversation, even with the spaces that we go into, how do we advocate for teenagers to be able to break down the barriers that the city is putting on them. You know, like, how do we start that conversation? How do we start to, because I don't know, do we start with the teenagers or do we start with the city? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we tell the city, like, okay, we need, if, if you can't, if you want these restrictions, you have to open up more opportunities. Having more places to go will offset a little bit of this mm-hmm. because like I think we talked about it last time it's like you want people to go downtown because it's downtown is an attraction mm-hmm. like that's that's like our place to go like especially if you're from a city everything that you want to do is probably downtown even mm-hmm. as an adult the things you want to do is downtown mm-hmm. so it's like they want um what did, we, what did you call it uh, sophisticated, sophisticated tourism. tourism. Sophisticated mm-hmm. tourism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what the city is trying. Like, but they they building a bigger bear, uh, bigger uh, what is this place There's called? A bear Stadium. Yeah, the what is it called? Uh, the Col- No, not Soldier Field. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. <laughs> they're trying to uh, expand Soldier Field. They're trying to build casinos. They're trying to you know really develop this area yeah. to bring in more tourists. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're bringing in the tourists, but you're pushing out the people. Yeah. So maybe try to figure out how to make a home for the people first, and then bring in more, yeah. more tourists. Yeah. Um, and, and then and also yeah. have like things in places that are like big and popular for like kids to, so mm-hmm. teenagers to go to, mm-hmm. like the water tower and like I don't know, yeah. zoom out and like yeah. just have events and stuff like that. So if like putting people in settings will really like turn their whole way of thinking of things. Like you have to put them in those settings so they can understand like, okay, this is how this goes, this is how that goes. If you keep um teenagers and people, even just humans in general, if you keep us in this small box, like and only like pertain to these certain things. We're gonna, you know, like we're accustomed to what we are around. So exactly. if you put in different things and different eyesights and put in these places that you know people that you want to turn into something new and better, like put them in their places too. Like don't push them out. They they need to see that as well. Exactly. So when they do get older and like explore the world and they're like, oh, this is similar. I've been doing this before. Like and they don't know how to move it. They know how to act. Yeah. Teenagers to also be able to still enjoy their 
because I enjoyed it when I was a teen. Like you said, we didn't have a curfew when we was younger. No. I remember, <laughs> look, if the bus stopped running, you got to figure out how you get home, yeah, and that's on exactly. you. Okay, like that's literally how we find friend with Kai something. Like make it work, make okay. some scratch. Okay, she said we gonna get them shoe nights. That's Ooh, the thing. That, that was another thing for us. Yeah, yeah, being home for the streetlights come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you think? I mean, I don't know. The, the streetlights they come, come on, on at like, like three I feel o'clock. like when we was younger, they they didn't like come on like this. They come on at like three o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's dark by five. Exactly. I should just come on like by eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the summertime. Yeah. So maybe it's just for the summertime. Maybe. Cause right now it's it be it be dark yeah. at four thirty. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just is summertime. I mean, the sun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's understandable. You know what I'm saying? Cause during the school year, you are technically supposed to be more focused on school mm-hmm. and like school activities. So you know, crazy one thing me and Brooke was talking about earlier was just like how I remember how back in the day you used to be able to leave campus to go to work. Yeah. Right. And that was before like. They used to do that at Morgan Park. Yep. Um, they told me they did. A while before I got there. Yeah. And then they stopped it. And then, like, I just feel like generations have changed the way schooling works, right? So how do we also change schooling now to be more beneficial and effective for teenagers? So one thing I said earlier is, like, what if we shorten the school day and then intentionally had programs that teenagers can go to after school mm-hmm. so that way they're they have something to do that is productive that they're interested in and i think about that like after school matters which is a potential program like right but extending it so it's, it's like an actual workshop or it's yeah. like something they can participate in for just as much over like half of the school day yeah. you know what i'm saying it don't have to be every day but just incorporating like a break but what would what do you think like would be an optimal situation for teens to be able to start reengaging with the community? I feel like at least having grown adults feel like they care because a lot of times, like even in school, like I know at my school, I feel like there's a lot of adults that. You cannot trust in my school. Like, mm. there's nobody I can go to unless it's like somebody I really, really, really trust. And it's probably like one teacher or two. Mm. And I feel like it starts there because teens are at school like every day. So we need more people that care about us and us doing better mm. and having us being able to go to these places and being just understandable about how we feel about the policies in our city. Because it's not just, I mean, it's everybody's city. But think about how teens feel when, oh, you can't go to the movies or you got to leave at 6 o'clock to go home. And it's just like, okay, it's your establishment and your company, but... What about the establishments where you can't even go to the water tower? Like, it's just about those things. And I feel like it starts at school and it starts at, like, 
places that teens go to a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say that too. Like, I feel like it definitely starts with our adults, like, and our OGs. Like, there has to be like a mutual respect thing. And I feel like because um, the adults look at teenagers as so, like, ill, mm-hmm. they it, the respect thing just goes out the window. But they automatically just to give them respect. Like, Man. And yes, you should always respect your elders, but I feel like respect has to be like a mutual agreement. It has to be like both parties are signed onto this contract, and then we have to understand each other. So if we don't, if teenagers don't have that adult in their life, or have those adults or those OGs in their life to show them the path, show them the way, rather than just yelling in their face, telling them they're wrong for this, they're wrong for that, rather than just you know, like you know, hey, little girl, like you know, let's talk about. Like, make, let me show you the way instead of like, that was so ratchet, you have such disrespectful, and all this is nobody like, they actually do. Because they hear that already. Yeah, they, they, they hear it all the time. You hear yeah. it at school, you hear it when you walk down the street, you hear it when you're on the bus, you hear it when you everywhere. Like, so it's like, why do I just need to hear another adult telling me like something that I've been hearing from the whole world? You hear it in media, like, so it's like, it has to be a, a respect thing from adults too. And, just show them the way. Like, just literally show them the way. That's all you have to do. Because they'll listen. Like, they'll listen. Just like y'all will listen to us when we, and even y'all do listen to us, even in this new world, when it comes to social media, technology, like TikTok. Like, it's so many grandmas on TikTok. It's so many grandmas. It's a, it's a grandma TikTok. Like, that's crazy, but you know you learn that from the young people and from teenagers and young adults. So it's like, you know, like, y'all want to learn from us just as much as we want to learn from y'all. So that's why don't we just learn from each other? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Because mm-hmm. one thing you said, like, that makes me think about, like, respectable adults create respectable children. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you treat a child not as an authoritative figure, but as a human, that's what you're going to get, yeah. a human response, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And if somebody is saying that this is what you are, this is what you are, this is what you are, you're going to believe it. Yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? True. If you if, if they're telling you you're a menace, you're misbehaved, you're going to internalize that more than somebody telling you you are awesome, you are great, you are unique, mm-hmm. and you deserve everything that you are supposed to have in this world. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes this world doesn't give you what you deserve. So you have to fight for it in a different way. You have to be very meticulous and political about the moves that you make because the world is not going to give you anything. You have to earn it. And that's for anybody. You know, like you said, like, I can't give respect to somebody who don't deserve it. And that's just me, period. Like, I I will stand on my integrity at the end of the day. Because I know that how I feel about anybody, because I have a good heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a good heart, you have good intentions, regardless of any situation you go into, you'll feel that energy. I think I've said that before, right? Like, if somebody comes to you and they just, like, giving you bad vibes and bad energy, but you have a good heart and and they telling you, like, you this and you that and you this, like, I know I'm not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you, you have to know that that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Right, like they're projecting at the end of the day, probably like that's what they think that you are based off of stereotypes. Because we can get into some stereotypes, even just about black people in general. So, teenagers, I feel like, are living in a world of stereotypes. That's crazy. That's true. That's really crazy. I don't think about that. So, okay, so I think another thing we talked about was like, what? So, okay. Where can they go? 
Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask with that too. Like, can you what what places that you think that you've been to in, in Chicago where you felt like you was just getting the whole? Well, there was a lot of them So, but I mean, like now the trend is parties. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of teenagers just having parties because then again, we can't go anywhere, and we don't have like places like it's a lot of house parties. It's a lot of like parties with venues, like. Like y'all know like the teenagers that make the flyers and it's like yes. we there, we there and stuff. Yeah, so that's like really the move now because we can't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if we had a place to go, I'm pretty sure everything would be there. But since like downtown got shut down or whatever for the teenagers, it's like, well, we finna bring a party to our house or we finna bring a party to a venue and we know so, what happens in the house. Mm-hmm. Anything, everything, mm-hmm. everything happens in the house. Mm-hmm. So, so where would you want to go? Like, if you could think about like places either downtown or like in the city that you think would be interesting to go to to hang out with your friends, what would it be? The mall, just all of downtown, um, the movies, like trampoline parks. Now, trampoline parks. I mean, I yeah, yeah, you could still go to them because it's a kid place, mm-hmm. but not a lot of teens are like really into them. I am, but not a lot of people are. And mm-hmm. so, I guess the big ones are just downtown mall and movies. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about like even places away from downtown. Like I know we got the ring, like any type of like stay in the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure teenagers yeah. can go to the one in the suburbs. Yeah, um, libraries. Like I used to stay at the library. I mean, like I don't know. Like I feel like we stayed at the library as teenagers, but not because it was the library, but because yeah. it was a place to go after school yeah. to hang out. Mm-hmm. You, there was like free computers. Like we could get on the internet, we yeah. could hang out, you know. And then we would go to the McDonald's across the street. We went to the um, Woodson, um, the Woodson Library right there on ninety fifth at Caustic. And we used to go to the McDonald's across the street, get us some snacks, come back to the library, and just chill. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that was the place to go. And the thing is, there is literally a library in every single one of the 72 Chicago communities. There is a lot. So, like, just imagine you can go to the library, you can hang out, like, and be there and just chill and not have to do anything. Because I understand you want to party, but that's not all that there is. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you socially engaging with your friends outside of loud music and dancing? Mm. FaceTime. Mm. Right. Social media. Social media. Yeah. FaceTime. And then if not that, y'all in school. So mm-hmm. when like what is the in-between? You know, if y'all don't have those social interactions outside of school and outside of social media, where are you getting it? Not. So how do we change that? Yeah. So I think I think that would be one thing that we should really do is like maybe connect with some libraries, you know, start creating like after school events at libraries just to even get teens in those spaces, you know what I'm saying? To let them know that that's available for them. Um, I I really like that Planet Fitness did because I also think about like 
you know, boys. They like to go play basketball. They like to yeah. be in sports and stuff like that. And I really like that Planet Fitness had that like mm-hmm. um, summer program where teenagers could go and get a gym membership. Yeah, um, for free. So I wonder if like certain gyms would be open to like giving like a di- I don't want to say discounted because sometimes like that you got to think about the equity in it, right? Like not every family can afford to send their child to a gym every yeah. afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So where's the free gyms? Like where are these free places that teenagers can go? Because the teenagers ain't got the money. They parents do. And if the parent don't got it, does that mean that they're not worth it? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, what about you? Like what would be free places that you would like teenagers to be able to go? Mm-hmm. That's good. I like books say like museums, um, movie theaters. I think even little places like um, I know it sounds like crazy, but what if they had like how I say this, like a like a like a coffee, tea, chill after school hangout, you know, like or something like that. So you know how we have like all coffee shops. And things like that, but what if it was one created like just for teenagers, like to go to when they get which because I got that, it's like I'm so but that type of thing. Um, even just I even think it'd be cool even for schools to do it, like yeah. not closing off the schools so early, like yeah. making them just leave. Like right. I think some schools should even have after school hangout spots instead of in the school. That would be like, dope. That would be so dope. Like, like in the gym room or in like lunch rooms. Lunch rooms or like even if they created their own room for like it. The like the, yeah, like that would be super cool. Like I think that'd be super dope. I was thinking about um you know like the freedom writers and when she would like open up the space for them to make journal and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like stuff like, like that. Like that would be super dope. Just Places like that, that's just like, you know, just where they already are, but making it more open for them. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Right. Yeah. So like creating place, creating places and spaces where they already are. Yeah. So that way you, you don't have to like, you're removing the barriers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always a barrier for transportation. There's always a barrier for money. There's always a barrier with time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, you got to do this. You got to be there before a certain time. You got to yeah. leave before a certain time. If they're already there, they just go. Just go to where? They are you know what I'm saying? Like, they, and it's, it's accessible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there is no excuse for you to not be able to, like, okay, so question. Do you, can you stay after school? They kick you out. If you're not on the team, then you're not an officer after school. Yeah, I'm not a real officer. Wow. Yeah. Do you know why that is, though? Um, since I've been there, and I'm only a sophomore, but since I've been there, it, um, it has always been like that. Like, if you're not going to office hours or if you're not in the sport, you got to go home. And since I'm in sports and I'll be at office hours, I didn't really have, like, I didn't really, like, oh, we, I really got to go home. Like, I have to go home. But I feel like the kids that just don't want to go home, they just want to hang out with their friends, they shouldn't have to walk 
they had a lot of opportunities or they shouldn't have to like, you know, can't go all the way walk across the expressway to get to the plaza. I feel like we should have a hangout in our school, but mm-hmm. then again, the staff don't really care about us like that. Mm-hmm. So they do stuff for them and they do stuff for their publicity as a school instead of doing stuff for the kids, which is unacceptable, but you know, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do what they feel. And yeah. And they also try to control stuff in and outside the school, which makes me upset because it's just like you can't possibly not care about us, then want to control everything we do in mm-hmm. in outside of school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because I think about, you, you're right, like, I feel like teachers, because first of all, teenagers are burnt out. Let's address that. Yes. Like, with school and everything, like, y'all are just as burnt out as mm-hmm. anybody else in this world. But addressing that teenagers, I mean, that teenagers, teachers could also be burnt out. So staying later in school hours may not be something that they even want to consider because they got to go home, still as an adult, go take care of their kids, and so forth, so forth. So... I, I I will be the first to volunteer as an after-school volunteer for teenagers to be to sit in a school with them and do activities with them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that there are other people outside of those schools who are willing to be able, who would be willing to do the same. We just have to give them the opportunity to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, let them know that that is something that we are trying to do because, like you said, like, it can't just be, oh, you got to go home. Yeah. Because sometimes somebody ain't got no home to go to. To go to, yeah. It's like they got school in the city. Like, okay, now I got to see how I'm going to be Exactly. And sometimes yeah. people don't have the best home life either. Mm-hmm. So going home is anxiety producing. Like, I mean, we got to, like, we got to be real honest about that. Um, I wanted to play a game. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you want to pick a game? I think we should do like what are three things you can't live without? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Three things you can't live without? Three things you can't live without. Can they be people? Mm-hmm. They can be, be people. Mm-hmm. Okay, three things. Because okay. unfortunately, people leave. Yeah. Um, that's true. That's true. Water. Can't stay hydrated. Some sort of like journal or just paper. And then I'd say probably. That's hard. I mean, like so yeah, water, paper, some journal. Like technology. Or, actually, no, music. Mm, I like that. I like that. So, access to unlimited music. So, that's like a thing, but it's yeah. not a thing, but it's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. I like that. Okay, I like so, what? Like, yeah, you can live off that. Water, yeah. a journal, and unlimited and music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a book after me. Okay. <laughs> okay, look. Part two, part three, part four, yeah. part five. You're gonna get all these emotions. It is. It is. That's it is. Okay. Um, three things that I can't live without. 
Or what did uh, three days I can't live out? Yeah. <clears throat> you said not things, but it's also a thing. Okay. It's not a thing, it's a person, but he will never leave. So God. Yes. Hallelujah. Okay. I can't live without God. Yes. Um That's good. I was uh, I'm y'all gonna let me hot chips. Look, hot chips has been there for me all wow. my life. So I can't give up on my hot chips. Literally, like when yeah. I tell y'all, like through my childhood and everything I've been through, like hot chips have always Amen. been like, my yeah. saving grace. Like comfort food, that's that's it yeah. for me. Um, and then the third thing, I'm gonna say a journal too. I like that because I really do like that's my way of expressing myself when I can't understand how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying and that has been one of the things that has really helped me heal and really being able to express myself because the pages don't judge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really, really like that. So yeah, so God, hot chips, and a journal. And a pen, because that's connected to the journal. Right. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, God, definitely for me, for sure. Amen. Amen. Um, something for my lips. I don't know, cocoa butter, lip gloss. Something I needed. I stay with I'm lip gloss and I need it. Like, oh, I need it. And my lips be dry, y'all. I hate it, especially in the wintertime. So I need some God, some type of chapstick, lip gloss, and um, I would say music too. Music too. I, music is like their lane. It's life, like. Whatever mood I'm feeling, yeah. I know I can pick one song from something and it's gonna make my whole entire day like or make that really feel sometimes better. I be scoring my own life. You yeah. know, like how you score movies, like yeah. I score my life literally yeah. like my and the thing I love it the most is Alexa will do it for me just perfectly. We love her. Like Alexa is We love Alexa. Yeah, no, Alexa is really amazing. <laughs> like she she really knows how to capture my spirit in the moment. Yes. I know. Um, so I really like that. And Apple Music is like my jam, so uh shout out to us. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Apple Music. Facts. Yeah. Give us give us I'll a be my Girl. Lucky you. I pay all the bills. I pay all the bills. Okay, well, thank you all so much for tuning in today. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, I think we did talk about a lot of things that have been concerning us, especially in terms of just our the, the equity for our teenagers, you know, and access to opportunities in the city and really just making sure that they have the final say about what their life is going to look like because we can't control that for them. Um, so I think if anything, my, my final note for the day would be really just to listen, you know, listen to what teenagers need, um, listen to what they want and then figure out a way to make it happen. It's literally that simple, um, because it's not up to us anymore to not us, the city to make the decision on behalf of the teenagers. Like they need to be able to also strive and grow in the city because this is their home. You can't continue to make a place for other people if you don't make a place for the people that are here already. Especially for the next generation. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you all so much. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram at USB. 
P-O-V-E-R-T-Y. Okay, also on YouTube at Us Versus Poverty. Subscribe, like, and shout us out. You know, share our stuff. We are so happy to be here with you all. And, you know, we want to continue to share content with you all. So if there's ever anything that you all want to see us talk about, or you want to hear us talk about, or even just any people that you want to connect us with, we're always looking for guests to join us on the podcast. Um, So always feel free to send them our way. And with that, I bid you adieu. I love you all. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace.